Dr. Nick Delgado here, and Vince, you know, we've been in the stem cell field for quite a long time, and I think the exciting thing is recently Tony Robbins came out with his book, Life Force, in February of 2022, and everyone's asking and talking about stem cells, but we, we've known about this a long time. You're doing special work with IRBs and things. With stem cells, what kind of research is going on? I know there's one. So, so, so Nick, um, right now we have an I'm on the board of a company with one investigational ID and, and, and a partial investor, and I um, and, and, and I have some really good partners too, by the way. We have uh, the majority of another uh, IND, which is an investigation and drug, and that's approved by the FDA all the way to a phase two. So kind of skipped phase one. So we kind of got a good idea on 100 patients before that this stuff, you know, is more likely to work than not. So that's very exciting. And we're targeting that, that one, we're targeting our osteoarthritis um, of the knee. And the second one we are targeting, uh, which is submitted, and you know, we're gonna, the, the FDA has actually been very reasonable and good to us, by the way, and we believe that will be one of the, uh, if not, not just the first, but maybe the, uh, probably the, the go-to IND for the fight against autism. So we're excited about both of those. They are different stem cell technologies, and I've been, you know, hovering around this industry like other people for a little while now. And, you know, when you start to learn what works, what doesn't work. And the problem with our industry in whole is sometimes it's just a cash grab and I understand people got to make a living. But the other problem is that you got to reinvest some of that money into research and the technology and, you know, go the route the FDA has given us for a while. It's not clear cut, but I mean, they work with you, the FDA, and maybe try to get some trials and get some, you know, real approved drugs down the line or get some some, you know, some, something that really is gonna help people. Well, what's unique too about these trials is they're, they're human trials. Most all the work prior to this has always been invested into rat, mice studies, and really what do you learn from that? Not too much, so. Well, there's a problem. Yeah, there's problem. a big problem. There's a big difference in. for, for, for example, uh, you know, right. xeno products are different than human products. Xeno meaning, you know, not the same species. There's an antigen difference. I mean, obviously people are trying to sell rabbit stem cells and goat stem cells and all that, but remember, no matter how you try to get rid of the HLA or human leukocyte antigen, there's still gonna be some trace amounts. So we don't know how that reacts with humans, especially if you expand them and, and manipulate them in every mutation. We don't know what's really gonna happen in the future. So I don't know how effective or, for example, I don't think you should do animal trials at all on stem cells because we know when you put human stem cells and a different species, there's an innate problem. And I think the FDA thinks the same way. So when we want to go species to species, we want to stay species to species. Maybe some basic arenas of safety, maybe, you know, using animals is okay, and maybe there's some reason for that. But, but in reality, most of it doesn't make any sense. So specifically, if we're using, say, uh, stem cells uh, from tissues at the time of birth, you know, these tissues, mixed in, we've all heard of cord blood, we've heard of placenta, we've heard of wart and so we've heard of a number of tissues, but the point is there's enough evidence, enough work, enough trials and individual experiences where there's little or no side effect. But there is a problem when certain clinics are using stem cells and having to use, say, prednisone or a corticosteroid to minimize the reaction. What is going on with those facilities? Why are they doing um, that? Because in my case, in my situation, what I've seen, 
we don't have to use these added antigens, these added uh, protectors, if you will, to avoid an allergic reaction or a human response. Even, even Tylenol or anti-inflammatory or Benadryl, I mean, there is something suggestive of having to use those products. First of all, you know, there's such a thing as immune privilege, immunoprivilege. I mean, it's a bunch of other big words and terms being pointed out here, but the reality is, is let's use common sense. If I'm giving you something that you, your body has a reaction to, there may be an innate problem. Now, sometimes you need a mechanical reaction, and sometimes you don't. Sometimes the mechanical reaction is too strong. For example, for example, microneedling. You know, when you microneedle somebody's face, you expect a mechanical reaction. You expect that those punctures cause, you know, a cytokines to come to the site injury. And they're your, your autologous cytokines, meaning they come from you and they know how to heal. And sometimes you go a little bit too deep and you maybe produce pain. And pain, not just bruising and you know going too deep, and sometimes just pain alone causes coagulation, which restricts blood flow. And vasodilation is really what causes healing in the first place, so you restrict that. So, I mean, listen. And you're talking, by the way, about a, a vampire facelift is what you were... Yeah, but the vampire facelift I believe in, but if you do it too much, it's just like with hair, you do it too much and you do microneedling, and that, that vampire facelift is, is actually more, more rich plasma injections. And, and, and the guy that invented it is really, in a lot of ways, a, a genius. I mean, you know, he kind of revolutionized the industry. But, you know, just like anything, you can go overboard. And I think the biggest problem with all of this is, is people go overboard, they look for the money grab, and we don't invest in, you know, we don't, in, we don't put our, our, you know, our money where our mouth is. Like, one of the things I respect about you, Dr. Nick, is that you're one of the few people that live the lifestyle and do the workout that you say you do. A lot of people don't, and I wish I did. I try, okay, don't get me wrong. But it's, it's, it's tough to do it. But the reality is, is a lot of people don't even try, they're just in it for the money. Now re remember, this is the future of helping humanity. This is the future of anti-aging, it's the future of healing, it's the future of growth. You know, as we replicate stem cells and live cells, we produce extracellular vesicles, we create healing. I believe at some point here, Aging is like kind of a concept. Maybe that number is 150, maybe it's 120, maybe it's 100, I don't know. But we want to live healthy, we want to live happy, and we, we don't want all the problems. And I think if you have to use Benadryl, absolutely, you know, sometimes Benadryl's okay, right? Or if we have to use prednisone, prednisone also, you know, is a, uh, can deplete bone mass. I mean, there's problems with a steroid. But if you introduce a steroid, and you have to use, you have to introduce a steroid to have a positive result of stem cell injections, there's a huge problem, let's face it. I don't want to get into the science of it, we can do that at a later date, but that's a negative. Then why would you do that? Right. And you just ripped off somebody if you took their money and you introduced presence. Yeah, so when I wrote the book Stem Cells for Joint Fitness, I was thinking also, in fact, uh, plus anti-aging methods to feel great. And when we talk about anti-aging, we talk about neurology and tissue damage, and as we age, I and mean, there's a lot of reasons that people will benefit from stem cells. And I think uh, it's good that uh, Tony Robbins started this whole thing off. He, he mentions uh, Bob Herrera and their crusade to market uh, placenta stem cells. Oh, Bob, Bob Herrera, it's the same Bob Herrera, it's from Cellularity. He's been a pioneer in this industry, a lot of things. He's got several trials and several approved drugs. Um, but the same thing, he's also a businessman, so I don't, I don't know uh, the, the motive behind all this. I, I would like to think that he's a great guy. I think he is. Um, when you mention people, and I, I read a little bit of this book, I kind of like the book, but it is a lot of, you know, with, with <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody here. Just remember, you know, sometimes in a study, the saline beats the product. 
And there's a problem. The placebo, you mean. Right. Well, the, the, the placebo, compared unfortunately, to, to the activation. Unfortunately, in industry, we're specifying it's saline. Right. The placebo. So just so those that don't understand what saline is. Right. I like just wanted to be clear. Water with a little salt, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> if water with a little salt beats whatever somebody charges you $10,000 for, there is, my guess, probably an issue. Right, right. So when we're utilizing these, I mean, so many clinics now are talking about using various uh, stem cells and their origins of tissues. But these individuals have not been in the industry as long as some of the people that we've been aware of. You have some pioneering uh, scientists and researchers uh, involved with the investigation research. Uh, can you name a few of those doctors that are uh, part of the, the research and work? I can without, you know. So um, the, the guy we, like once upon a time, I thought, you know, I could figure this out really fast. And, and compared to most people, I think I did a good job, but in the reality, uh, compared to what I thought was going to be fast, mm -hmm. you know, I was behind the eight ball like everybody else. I was learning, I was learning, I was learning, I was wrong a couple of times, you start to get right. I found a great FTA consultant. Mm -hmm. um, his name is uh, Mukesh Kumar, he's out of uh, Maryland. Um, he's a good PhD and he's got over 50 uh, trials that actually the, uh, the, the client was, you know, the FDA. Yeah. Um, we like some of the, the processing techniques of PV labs. Originally, I worked with other labs. I, I, I believe that you know Ian White is a, is a pretty intelligent and has some good ideas. And I believe that you know Bob Ferrari of Cellularity. I watch what they do. You know, and listen, they just got a novel cancer approval. A lot of a lot of great scientists and doctors out there. I think Dr. Lowell in Chicago with this. You know, listen, he he, he was. He's probably done more stem cells than anybody in the world. I mean, so he was at, he was the, I believe the director of pediatric surgery at St. Jude's for 23 years. So if everybody knows about childhood cancer and poor blood stem cell implants, I think he may, from, you know, from a scientific point of view, I mean, he's got some theories, but from a practical point of view and giving those injections and, you know, saving all those kids from cancer, I mean, you know, who are you gonna go to, right? You know? right. I mean, it's just, and, and when it comes to autism, same thing. I mean, he has been a pioneer. But there's a lot of people out there like that. So I don't know which one to name, and I'm sorry I left some out. And if they see this, they'll probably be mad. But I don't know what to say. I mean, what I, what I do is, is I've been pretty good at, you know, making the, the right hypothesis, dealing with, you know, credible people. You know, I'm, I, I'm as worried about the type of person I'm dealing with as the dollar. And that's a problem in all industries. But I think in this industry, because... We are trying to help people that maybe sometimes we have to turn away from a buck or two to do the right thing. And I'm glad you bring that up because the doctors that I work with have been doing stem cell injections for some, some, some two decades. And yeah. it's important to recognize that that means that they've read the medical literature, they understand the science, and when we receive new uh, vials of stem cells, they're stored properly. All of this is very important, isn't it? The, the nitrogen freeze, the number of, I was going to ask you, the number of cells purported to, when they come out of the freeze, that they're viable. So, so okay, so that's that's so important. Yeah. So, for example, um, if you don't cryopreserve it at the right rate and the right time, there's a secret. There's a secret sauce. And, and, and we don't want to use DMS or some other preservatives, which, by the way, have their place. But because so many people have sulfur reactions, and you want to use, basically, it's called glyceride, 
But that's a really a big word for fancy sugar water, right? Right. You want to use that fancy sugar water, which is, you know, $300 for something like this, you know. If anybody ever told me I'm going to spend, you know, this much for sugar water, you know, I would tell them to punch me in the face, right? And then you learn as you grow, right? Mm -hmm. But you, you freeze it, you know, maybe I think it's, you know, one, you know, a minute per degree. It's a long process. And there's machines that do it, and there's counters and all this other stuff. But the reality is that with the one IND, and once again, vetted by the, uh, you know, the Federal Drug Administration, we are seeing, uh, you know, less than 2 to 8% fallout. So meaning when, when, we, when we crawl preserve 5 million cells, we're only, you know, we're getting back, you know, 98 to, you know, Ninety-two percent, or whatever it is, but in the nineties, I mean, it's pretty amazing of live cells, and there there is some, you know, some there's some benefit to live cells. Now, remember, the problem in the United States sometimes is how you market, sometimes how you save things. People think that's just all the FDA. Well, the, the thing about the FDA is they've got a big job, okay? So it sounds like you know the FDA, you know, you hear all this 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 theory out there, and some of it's right. They do get you know, 50% or so or more of their budget, um, you know, from, from outside sources. But the reality is, you know, it's, it's not going to cost us more taxes, but they have a big job no matter what. They still come down on a big pharma company every once in a while. They have a big industry. I mean, they they, they, they regulate exosomes and, and milk, a lot of, of exosomes and milk and, and dairy and, you know, and those dairy products along with stem cells and Biologic drugs and anything you can think of—they're really big organization. It's tough. Yeah, and by the way, you know, as you but I don't have to hurt us, but they sometimes you know people like me may say they're more extreme on on safety, but then you know I'd be the same person that you know says, "Oh my God, I took this ABC pill or nutrient, and now I feel sick," and be complaining that the FDA didn't do their job. <clears throat> so in a lot of ways, we're all hypocrites, but it's a big job. So. So stem cells may play a role in helping people to repair uh, joints that have <coughs> really become damaged. Well, may, may is an understatement. We know. I mean, like, call anybody at the FDA, and or anybody anywhere. And this isn't a claim to say. Right. We know stem cells exist. They exist naturally, at the very least. Right. And they help our body heal. Right. As we get older, of course, we we lose a percentage of stem cells. Stem cells get older. Our body manufactures stem cells, but those those uh, those abilities are impaired as we age. And because of these uh, research investigations, it now opens up the probability that people don't have to fly to Panama or Germany or wherever they think they're going to get stem cells. They can do it in the USA with a doctor who's done a lot of work in this area. But it's patient by patient. It's just not a rampant. Everyone's being marketed to and advertised to. So it's. A I think the biggest problem are claims, mm -hmm. and people make claims and. Consumers don't know what's happening, and I think that um, there's a safety issue, particularly that the FDA has, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, safety concerns about a HLA type, which is you know basically they treat especially systemic or most people here would think IV systemic use of stem cells. They consider implants, so they want to see, you know, that the donors don't have problems uh, with rejection, which you know <coughs> could be very minor, could be a flu. Or you might need prednisone, right? <laughs> or it could be very serious. And I think that's what the FDA is worried about. And we don't know because the amount of expansion, which is something else we've talked about, we don't know what mutations, what problems and mutations cause. Even if it's not in a year, 
five, 10 years, 15 years from now. And that's what the FDA is concerned about. And you can't blame them, right? So we have to work with the FDA, and I think it's a friendly relationship, and I think all of us should have a friendly relationship with the FDA. But there are some guidelines, and they've been very loose in what they allow stem cell industry to do compared to any other industry. I know people are kind of hard on them, but the reality is the FDA has been very progressive. Well, that's good news. And if you think about it, when a person is contemplating having injections, you mentioned earlier FDA oversees dairy product and things. Of course, I'm not a fan of dairy product at all. And so it'd be smart to start creating more you're like a, opportunities. You're like a cow hater. Well, well, no, breast, breast milk from humans, you know, is now more available. I mean, they sell it on eBay. I mean, right. there's, there's even a supplement that's in the works here that, that's coming out soon that's based on uh, the, the natural version. I'm, of not, I'm not a big fan no. of Xeno products. When right. you when you talk about meat, you know I'm not a complete vegetarian like you, but you know how do we know that there are antigens in that meat that causes problems? You know anywhere well, from look severe at cancer to an right. autoimmune disorder, correct? Because right. obviously you know a meat takes longer to digest mm -hmm. than a plant, right? Right. And with that said, um, maybe that's one of the indicators of autoimmune disorder. Well, they're foreign know. proteins, is essentially it. I mean, the human body recognizes well, be way worse plants and things, but yeah. Exactly. So, so there's other issues. So, let's talk about expansion. Realistically, when you get, say, whether it be from cord blood or you know these various tissue availability of stem cells, the concentration it's there's a thought that there may not be enough to affect the benefit. So, result. so, so we know we know when you when you drive things from placenta, uh, you know it, it depends. Extracellular vesicles alone, you're going to get uh, extracellular vesicles from both. The uh, maternal uh, stem cells, and not just MSEs, but maternal we'll call them stem cells, and uh, fetal stem cells. So you're 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 getting two different, pop, you know. Listen, once again, it's got to be studied more. But two different immune systems, you're getting extracellular vesicles from, and and proteins, and you know, whatnot. And then from you know the uh, when you go deeper, you have the Warren's jelly, which I think is probably superior because you're getting you know, at that point you're getting before it goes to the cord, right? You're getting, you know, the regulators going through and now you're getting the best of those two immune systems combined, which are probably superior. And then you're on the cord blood and, you know, you probably have the very similar or the same, or, or maybe slightly different, I don't know. Uh, once again, it has to be studied from the warts jelly area, which is kind of like the regulator. And as you, you know, move through, the problem is, is you get less and less stem cells. So we all know that the highest concentration of uh, MSCs, the MSCs, come from um, the Warren's jelly area, mm -hmm. and then the, the uh, second highest, I'm sorry, come from the Warren's jelly, and the first highest come from adipose. So that area around your stomach stores, you know, pretty much the most MSCs. So the challenge is when you get them from these other areas, and you're trying to get that better immune system stem cells, and maybe maybe pluripotent or multipotent, or you look for that perfect stem cells, assuming we're not doing any crispering or, or enhancement. And we know that those stem cells produce, you know, thousands and thousands of exosomes and thousands of, you know, double or triple that of extracellular vesicles. And it's just a size measure at this point that separates them. There's another lipid layer and all sorts of other technical things we won't get into now. But the reality of it is that you, you, then you take those because you don't get enough from somewhere down in the quarter or even up in the placenta. And what you do is you, you go into a laboratory and you expand them with media culture. 
And, and that's a key point. The media culture, some mini labs are not using the correct media culture. Well, most most of it is bovine, and okay. they'll deny it. But you know, the tests don't always. And the bovine is, is or isn't. You're saying uh, what's a Zeno product? I mean, so right. so when I what's I better I mean, than using bovine? <laughs> Let's not. I would prefer not to talk about that. Some of it's proprietary, but the reality is, there not, is not expanding altogether is is correct. better. Correct. The the problem is even with one of our other one of our R&Ds, we're trying to target. Uh, Autism, we want stem cells from a certain area, which we can't talk about now, but there's just not enough of them. It's not coming from adipose. Right. And it's not coming from... Uh... <laughs> so with that, with that saying, I'm sorry, my phone won't stop. With that, uh, with that, um, where am I going to go here? I don't want to say what I know it's going to say. It's okay. So... Thinking about um, listen, listen. We know there, there's a lot more we know, but we really have to prove it. Otherwise, the FDA is going to look at it as a claim. How's that sound? Got it. Perfect. So, and and, and some mm -hmm. of the stuff you can do in other countries. Don't get me wrong. And I think other countries are more progressive in some areas, and but they're less restrictive in others. And you know, because you know, you get you you get, you get they're more progressive. Whatever may heal some problems, but may cause some problems too, because they're you know they're not thinking about these other issues. Right. It, it's, let's just say I'm at a younger age and you're treating my child for autism. He's on the spectrum, right? right? And it sounds great and he's doing good for six months and I just gave some doctor 15 grand. And two years later he develops, you know, a pig's tail or something that's grown out of spine. We have to amputate his pig's tail. And for the rest of his life, well, that's his pig's tail is grown. That's never happened. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think there's a couple pig's tails out there. We just don't grow on pig's tails. <laughs> okay. I mean, something else has happened. We don't know. Well, they were using this type of stem cell that's not currently something that's being used. Or There's currently. a lot of stuff out there. I don't think. Okay. So, so point. all you, all anybody has to do that listens to this and watches this is watch the movie Multiplicity, and that's what happens when you expand stem cells. Okay. Now, I'm not saying you you shouldn't do it and you can't do it, and we're doing with, it with Michael Keaton, where each expansion it altered that next uh, generation. Yeah, until they're as dumb as dumb can get, <laughs> and that's what you put in your body. And, and, the, and the more is not always the merrier. Right. So expanded cells, a lot of the studies show that you need 10 to 20 times as many to equal non-expanded cells. So when somebody says you need 30 million stem cells, you should say, how do you know? And they're going to say, well, because show me the study, and they're not going to show you a study. So in that They're going to charge you money, but they're not going to show you a study. Right. So don't fall prey to just saying, look, this is a certain number right. of stem cells. Look at the history of that facility. What's what's the outcome? The patient results. You know, is there no adverse uh, side effects? The facilities I've worked with, no side effects. Uh, and and if there were, there was some experiment with some early versions that we're no longer using. Things that Correct. even in my generation, I I personally had some experiments. So you pioneered a lot of this. Yes, uh, pioneers from like me entering a little later. I'm just like at the new frontier, the second beginning, and I'm one of the few people that's on a and then I don't want to brag. Mm -hmm. I'm one of the few people that you know pioneered one product, mm -hmm. and then moved to others, and has now two. I I'm on the board investor, and you know, and, and my other group, which is great partners, um, really really strong partners I have, which is a plus. That's why I could do this, and you know, some really solid investors, and we have another a product that is a, a, an FDA approved IND, and those are for osteoarthritis, and we plan on exit. We plan on a. Uh, Autism here shortly, and the next one is we plan on this, this Crohn's, and there's other things for arthritis, but it just takes a little money, a little time, and investment. And when it, it should not be just a cash grab, Nick, I'm telling you, it should not be just a cash grab. We should be looking to help people. Now, listen, 
sometimes we just gotta go on, you know, the anecdotal and observation, and, and that's it, you know. Like, we, there's lots of procedures done where nobody has a problem, that's a plus. But at some point, we have to move to the big leagues. Right. We have to say, I can prove this. And, and we have to either, you know, and in some of these things we may have to do in foreign countries, or in some foreign countries aren't gonna allow it. So I don't know what else to say at this point, but. Right. Great, well this is Dr. Nick Delgado and Vince. And I apologize, I wish I could give more information about some of these studies, but you know. Well that's why they're studies, they have to be. More information to come, right? You know, when it comes to the IND, if you don't understand, it's an investigational new trial, uh, investigational new drug trial approved by the FDA. And then the next point would be, you get an investigational, or an IRB, investigational mm -hmm. review board. And the, the, that's a separate company. And you have to, you know, you have to, you have to jump through some hoops. A lot of it is safety. And we're looking to test you know, from 20 to several hundred to get to each phase. And we have to, we have to prove it. We have to prove it's safe, it's healthy people, there's a positive result, right? Well, the great thing about and unfortunately, it is it's expensive. And we're not allowed to charge the patient for these. So that's another issue. So we, we you know, sometimes, we have to rub two nickels together and find investors to pay for these trials. So we are making the investment. A lot of people don't, which I think is a problem because our industry as a whole has been very irresponsible. Right. Yeah, and I guess the point is that even though stem cells have been administered, injected, IV, various things, there have been some problems uh, that clearly is the result of not having completed the study. So the, the challenge we have is as we age and conditions come up, we realize rejuvenative medicine, particularly with stem cells, is like the cutting edge, the most advanced that we can do to intervene. So, you know, you get caught in that middle uh, as some of the people like myself looking at like, do I wait how many more years and you know, right. what will be the outcome? And my comment to that is just minimize the risk, know who you're working with. And that's what I've spent most of my career looking at who are the best doctors it's, to do this work. with the right people. Right. You know, I, I you know I read part of Anthony Robbins' book. It's, it's a pretty interesting book. Mm -hmm. um, I, I read your book, and it's a great book. You know, the reality of this is though, you know, these people here, including Nick. I mean, you know, we're gonna need. I don't. It's. It, I even want the right investors. I don't want some somebody that's just gonna, you know, walk away because they make a dollar. You know, obviously, you know, I'm in. I'm in some of it for the money, but I want to help people. You know, and I want. I want Anthony Robbins. And, Bob Herrera from Cellularity. I want these guys to maybe help me. I don't want to make enemies, but we can all do things a little better and we can share information. Now, some information is proprietary, so maybe we sign the appropriate lease, but we, we share the progress. We don't have to share the exact manufacturing, IP, et cetera, et cetera, but we can help each other. Because remember, there's so much money to go around in this industry. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, let's consider how much money goes into the industry of taking care of people at the end stage of life when there's no um, hope for them to return. Osteoarthritis and diabetes. Diabetes is, is a quarter of all American dollars spent on healthcare, and osteoarthritis is right behind it. Now, autism's coming on, and Crohn's disease, and there's things we can do, and there's cancer, of course. There's a lot of things we can do to help people. At the very least, make them, you know, help them live a healthier lifestyle. Age healthy. Right. Because we're going to age. There's exactly. no way to stop aging. Right. But and we're going to age. Let's age healthy. Yeah, so that's why I wrote the book. Like Nick, Nick is 104, most people know that. You know, <laughs> I, it looks like he's 90. I wrote Disease Hacking 
to teach people there are seven pillars of health that I believe firmly will make a profound difference when implemented as early as possible in life. But a lot of people wait to the last minute. They literally are calling me up like, God, oh, i got this complex situation. So you're still into cocaine and hamburgers, right? <laughs> Some of them are, but, but i got to transition <laughs> All right, with, with cocaine and hamburgers, let's end this call. There you go. Right, Actually, cool. I would go better with a portobello mushroom uh, hamburger that I had today, all plant-based, uh, not, not fake uh, plant-based meat. I had some uh, garbanzo beans, I had some brown rice, some lettuce, tomato, fresh fruit from Costa Rica. You saw me eating it, right? You see I, how I live. I, I worked did. out, I, I live, did. I breathe. He does what he says. <laughs> it's irritating sometimes, people. <laughs> really irritating. Well, and I'm kind of, I'm like halfway there. I do a lot, I do more than most. <laughs> yeah, I'm not you, all the way you can there. get away with it because you're on that young side of the, of the spectrum. When you get click over to the sixth, seventh, eighth decade, you start looking at like, yeah, okay, yeah. now I got to do something different. I got to really lean into it and tighten it up. With that, be well, be strong. Thanks. Check out the coming episodes. Thanks so much, Vince. And uh, hey, brother. check out fromthedoctors.com. And, and, and we've known each other a long time. Many, many, many years. <laughs> Thanks, everyone.